Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. We are back for episode 10 of Inside the Monster presented by Odyssey. I am Steve Peralt. That is Joey Capone. And this is not fun. This what is are you so about? not fun. What are you talking You're about? Ha- you having fun over there, Joey? Yeah, I mean... This sucks. <laughs> hey, it, it was like you kind of got to watch two games today. You know, the rain delay was long enough where it kind of felt like two games. It was like second cool. drink, like Pam in the office. You know, it's like the ice mm-hmm. melting and you get second drink. That's what it was. The rain came, it went away. Everyone, by the way, it was on like Twitter, like all, all the water. reporters and everybody was like... So convinced the game wasn't coming back. Mm. Look at a forecast one time. They were going to finish the game the whole time. There was no there was no time that like that game was actually going to be called. They're like, oh, think it's over. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's not over, and it's just going to get worse. We're going to yeah. have Phillips Valdez come in and get destroyed. Yeah, that really was tough. Don't even get me going on that. Tom I'm going to get going on it. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into <laughs> brain delay talk. That's What are you saying about TC? TC uh, got into... Uh, rain delay mode so quick. It had been yeah. delayed for 15 minutes, and he was as loose as a goose. He was talking like it had been like a three-hour delay. You know that, like, <laughs> there was a couple of moments like he was talking so casually and had dropped the kind of, you know, broadcaster bravado that broadcasters have, uh, where I was yeah. like, dude, does he know the mic's hot? Like, is he just having a conversation <laughs> with Jim Rice right now? Does he know that they're live? <laughs> Uh, he I mean, those are interesting right situations. I, I don't, one thing I don't miss doing uh, during my Nesson days was working rain delays, uh, Red mm-hmm. Sox rain delays. Those were brutal because everyone's kind of running around. You're basically doing a show that no one planned to do, and yeah. you have to just kind of do it on the fly and, and have highlights ready and, you know, try to run, you know, throw it to Jamai whenever you can, even though he doesn't have anything new that hasn't already been said because his job is obviously pregame stuff. You got your in-game hits. It's not like he plans for rain delay hits. Yeah, so still wet down here, guys. Rain I know. is still coming t- down. Tarp on the field. He actually, Jemai had one. He had a moment, and I, I don't even blame him at all for this. They had a moment where they, they came back from break, and he was just like, Jemai Webster here at, at Camden Yards. Um, it's They're in a rain delay. Uh, <laughs> back <laughs> to just, you guys. Like, he just kind of stopped. It was just like... That you know, here's a TC talking to Theo Epstein. Yeah, <laughs> got nothing for I don't you blame guys. Blame him, man. I mean, the rain delays mm. suck, dude. Like it's you can and only you're do in so a rain much. delay, I mean, losing to the Orioles. It's not even like you they, can say it, like, hey, look, wait, let's get back and wrap this thing up, and you know, the Sox complete a sweep and head on back home after a long road trip. No, you're just you're about to lose a series to the Orioles. You know it's coming. You know, it's like the gun is loaded at your forehead, and they're just we're just gonna <laughs> chill for a little bit. Just sit on it. Just think for a little bit longer before we put you down. Yeah, was that tough. was that was tough, man. But I mean, let's let's just jump right into Phillips Valdez here. Let's uh, we come out of the rain delay already in a bad mood because the Celtics got waxed by the Bucks. That game wasn't really close. Anyone that thinks that was close for any period of time really wasn't. They got outplayed whole time. Sucked. 
And so mm-hmm. then you flip over, and you're in a rain delay, which is just kind of what you feel like anyway coming off of that game. Mm-hmm. And they're down 4-1. to one. Pavetta, not bad, uh, mm-hmm. not great overall. I think his, his control was better. No walks, 5Ks, ends up with three earned over four and a third, which for him, honestly, the way this season's gone, I'll, I'll take that. I think he's making strides in the right direction and you know, will serve as a very important piece of this team as, as the season goes on, as we get closer to summer. But I'm telling you, man, when, when Phillips Valdez is bad, he is bad. Like he, he does everything. He checks all the boxes of exactly what you don't want to do as a reliever. He's Mm -hmm. walking guys, can't find the strike zone, plunking guys, balking, giving up hard contact. Like that's all the stuff you don't want to do Mm -hmm. when you're coming in and you're trying to just hold the game at four to one, like keep it within reach immediately immediately out of the rain delay six runs in the six for the baltimore orioles and it just got out of hand really quick it was nine to one and obviously jd throws in a a grand slam in the ninth inning just to stay in shape but dude that was that was hard to watch when an mlb pitcher can't find the zone and he's not an mlb pitcher right now because he's sent back to worcester yeah um when you can't find the zone it's just what a helpless feeling as i'm sure as the pitcher but when we're watching it's like Dude, throw it's a so strike. What are we yeah. doing? Yeah. It's like the old like shoot the ball thing in basketball where like you're you know, you're just sitting in the stands or on your couch or whatever and you're saying the most obvious thing in the world, you know? Like yeah. take the shot. Just do it. But it's the same thing. It's like it's like, dude, throw a strike. Would you please? It's it's so frustrating, but it's even more frustrating because Valdez was awesome to start the year. He had like it was him and Robles that had, you know, the longest scoreless streaks. Um on the year, anyway. I think Robles' was actually longer because it extended into last year, but uh, yeah. Valdez still started the year. I think it was like eight full innings scoreless with like three hits. Um, he started really hot, so it's unsurprising after that outing that he would get sent down, but it is a little uh, a little shocking because it basically took like one and a half bad appearances to get sent down. And it feels like there's yeah, well, a longer I, I, a leash right now, you know? A lot of it's a numbers game. You just you have to you know cut it down. So you're gonna have to send guys down. They they only have so many spots uh, mm-hmm. at this point. So with Valdez, his first six appearances of the season, zero ERA, gave up no earned runs, no runs at all, two hits, and yeah. eight innings with ten strikeouts. Like he was the yeah. thing though with with Phil, with Phillips is that I can't remember a Red Sox reliever where I don't remember any of his good appearances. I only yeah. see him as a guy that comes in and gives up like five runs and the game's immediately over. And he, he had a handful of those. I know doing the show with Bradford last year, um, you know, where we'd be like waiting to do the Red Sox postgame show on EEI mm-hmm. and Valdez would just be taken forever. It was in Baltimore. It would be at Fenway. It's like they would just be getting rocked. And mm-hmm. those are the outings that you remember. So maybe that's part of it. But I genuinely don't think of him and think good times, even though he's had really good stretches. He has had really good stretches where that changeup's working and he's he's making guys look silly. But again, when when Valdez is bad, it's about as bad as it gets. That's such a and bummer. Today for him. was a great example. That's such a bummer for him because he he does have great outings. They just for whatever reason just feel like yeah, sure, of course you should have struck out the side there. I don't know what yeah, that is. I, I think. Well, I think a big part of it, too, is that they're not in high-leverage situations. Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're kind of like socks, you know. The it, they're innings. almost throwaway. What's up? Poop innings. You call the them poop, poop innings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last show. Yeah, so his his poop inning ERA is actually still at zero. 
Wow. Uh, in terms, yeah. So he still has a, a zero poop inning ERA. PIERA. His PIERA is <laughs> zero, which is impressive. EIEIO. Um, yeah, E-R-A-I-O. But yeah, it, <laughs> that's where we're at, dude. It is just, this is brutal. This is so brutal. We're, we got a new show, Joey. We're 10 episodes in. The feedback's been great. People love it. The socks have been great. Everything that we're doing, everything in our control, I think has been awesome. I'm a homer because yeah. it's our show. But like, give us something. <laughs> Would you like, please? This, we can't be losing series to the Orioles, dude. Like, uh, let what me tell is you, going on? We did both have our predictions came true. Yes. You said I, I, there was going to be a near I perfect no game. hitter through five. And that happened. And I said they were going to yep. win at least one game. <laughs> and, and they both came true. So if the best Red Sox show out there, Inside the Monster, with Steve Perrault and Joey Capone, tune in. Um, there were some, <laughs> there were some positive no. takeaway. What, what Steve, I mean JD, JD was good. JD was very good today. And by JD, so. do you mean Jalen Davis? Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. He had some good swings. Jalen Davis <laughs> looks like such a just creative player. Like Dude, he, okay. he looks like the guy in the video game that's just <laughs> filling in for the guy that doesn't give you the rights to his name. He's first of all, he's 24. He looks 38. He looks like a he man. looks like he's 45. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and his, that guy his, looks like he's got eight kids yeah. and he's lived a long life. Yeah. And his waist is so high, dude. He is, it's almost like he like like yanked his pants up. He, he has a look to him. I did not expect. And it was his major league debut. It's like how just nothing about this guy. I've heard nothing. And then I know. and then uh I mean, got a knock. Got two, right? Didn't he get go two for three? Yeah, I think he had uh two for, two I think he had five. two hits. Let's see, uh Davis, two for four. He's hitting five hundred. The guy gets sent down to Worcester. That's brutal, huh? What more do you want from Yikes. Brock Holt syndrome? You know? I know, my goodness. But he really he reminds me, I know, Joey, we were probably a month ago at this point. I think you and I were just watching uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Slugfest mm-hmm. and the N64 game. We were just like watching it on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, we were or just something. we shared a screen and we're just watching <laughs> clips of Ken Griffey on the N64. And I swear, this guy looks like he was in that video game. Like he, he looks like he's from a different. He looks like he's like from the 90s. Am I a doofus? It like, was, did you know about him before today? I knew nothing. No, I didn't know at all. Did he I, come up through the Sox actually, system? Like. I'm watching the game on, uh, which game was it? Was it Saturday? Mm-hmm. And was that was that Banners uh, with Elaine? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, watching on the big screen there. And I honestly just went, wait, who the hell is that guy and left? <laughs> who is that guy? For you to like sneak yeah. a guy by us, that's like impressive. Like it, on the Sox, there's a guy that I just have no clue about. And that's, they did it. I don't know how. Okay, so he was drafted by the Twins in 15 in the 24th round. Uh, he's had 63 major league at bats, uh, mostly with the Giants, all with the Giants. And that's it. I don't know how he got he's, here. Hey, he, he's played for one of my favorite teams ever, one of my favorite logos of a team the Boston Red Sox, the Fort Myers <laughs> Miracle. Oh, I'm looking at I'm looking at images here of Jalen Davis on the old Google machine. Fort Myers Miracle, Jalen Davis, pretty well, good. Get him back up so. here, man. I had a great time watching him. You know what I didn't have a great time watching was uh, Vasquez trying to run on JD's hit though, or like 
It's just, just JD. I can't. We can't actually call him JD on Jalen. No, Davis no, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to correct you. I'm like, technically, you're right, but no, well, I'm not that. allowing that. We can't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, Vasquez, to his credit, he takes full blame afterwards. Second inning, two outs, mm-hmm. and, and Jim Rice had made a solid point in the post game. Like when you came up, it, there were two outs. So like, there's no scenario. It's not like some mm-hmm. weird thing happened when he was on the bases that made it two outs. Like there were two outs the whole time yeah. from your AB to you going to second to then. Jalen making contact um, and hitting it up the middle. And it's just that kind of stuff. I feel like it happens more when things are going bad like this. And you notice Mm -hmm. it more. Like, let's say the Sox win, whatever, 7-2 to today. That's such a non-thing. It just doesn't matter at all. It doesn't even exist, yeah. Yeah, but your your team is 1-5-1 in seven series this year. That stuff is now a big deal. You can't be forgetting how many outs there are. There's no scenario Mm -hmm. where that can happen. Christian Vasquez has been here forever. Dude was drafted in, like, 2014, or maybe even earlier than that. He, he's been in this organization for a long time. There's no reason, and, and and he said it in the post game. He owned up to it. It's not a huge deal, but it just can't happen. That's one of those where it's like, I know that you don't normally do this, but I, I can't just give it to you because that should be a run, and it has to be a run. And right. the Red Sox have been so good at getting one run by the sixth inning every night that would have been their one run and you just can't miss that well the the fun thing is at the end of the day to look back and say hey even if that run comes in we still let the orioles put up nine you know we still gave up nine runs man yeah yeah i mean mean, i'm so i'm so upset at valdez after there was no there was there was a lot of moments i mean what did they leave 38 guys on base today dude like there was, was the exact number yeah i think it was yeah i think it was 38 or 39 uh there was a moment when uh, it was like the third inning in a row where there were at least two men on with two out. You know what I'm talking about? And yeah. it, was, it was Jackie's at bat with the bases loaded. First, yeah. Wait, I mean, let's pitch. be let's be honest. What do you what do you think was going to happen there, dude? I tweeted I tweeted like right before the AB. I was like, runners on with two out. Like, what's going to happen here? And I'm talking Jackie up with the bases loaded. Yeah. That has ground out written all over it. Right, a hundred percent. But or striker or, or K. Yeah. The fact that it's a first pitch dribbler to the first baseman just made it so just infuriating. It was it made me like I laughed out of like frustration. Oh oh, oh. That's low and away first pitch. <laughs> We're gonna do that. It's like, it's, there it's we go. A, it's a spiral, man. Like when things start going bad, they just they just feels like the dominoes fall right into place. Of like what's what's the worst case scenario that could happen right now? You know, it just yeah. I think the compounds. the thing that's probably bugging me the most is that the Red Sox are last in Major League Baseball at swinging at balls out of the strike zone. They they swing at more balls out of the strike zone than any of the teams in the entire major leagues. Yeah, and that just can't happen. And, and no. honestly, a big part of that is Schwarber being gone. His plate discipline was elite. He knows the strike zone better than I think any player I've ever seen on the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. And that can wear off in a good way on other players where it's like, all right, he's kind of setting the tone for plate discipline. Let's watch some pitches. Let's get deeper in at-bats. And other, you know, Arroyo, uh, Cora, these guys have alluded to it. They got to see more pitches. And Mm -hmm. it's not the end of the world if the first pitch you see is not yours and it's a strike. It's Mm -hmm. not the end of the world to start 0-1 or 1-1. Like, see some pitches, Mm -hmm. get these guys' pitch counts up there, start to cause some uh, potential for mistakes by the pitcher and it's just not happening enough and you know all these situations it seems like runners on first and second first and third bases loaded I have no faith that they're going to drive these runs in and a lot of times it happens that these you know 
the runners in scoring position isn't when your big boppers are up. It's like, up oh, here comes Bob or, you know, Vasquez or Jackie. A lot of times mm-hmm. it's Devers and Xander and JD that are getting on and being stranded. So ideally the bottom of the lineup will pick it up. But, you know, as as things are going right now, I mean, you look at some of the averages in the Red Sox lineup. Mm-hmm. Trevor Story's hitting 217, yeah. which is just that can't be happening. Uh, Franchi's actually, I mean, I, I know I'm the biggest Franchi hater, but he's, he's been fine, you know, since he came, he's making a lot of contact. He's hitting 143, but made a good amount of contact this series, had a ball that I thought was going like 80 rows deep, mm-hmm. but died per all these baseballs. Well, they changed uh, the dimensions being, of Camden Yards. Oh yeah, we'll, so we'll get into that. But, uh, but ends up getting a sack mm-hmm. fly. The thing with Franchi that killed me is like, he had one of the worst drops by a first baseman I think I've seen in my life. That Raffy play throws it right to him and he just drops it like that was little league stuff you cannot that honestly mm-hmm. looking at that i'm like oh okay that's what happens in like single a like when, when you go to the single mm-hmm. a games the guy drops it at first that can't be happening at the mm-hmm. big league so that was pretty no, pathetic no okay i do i want to go back to something you said um i yeah. just didn't want to pipe in uh, all too much there but uh talking about chase rate stuff with the socks uh you know swinging at balls and whatnot um I don't have the numbers for this. I doubt you do too, but it's hard not to imagine that Rafi and maybe Xander are among the top guys who do that, and they're both hitting. I mean, I I, th- I don't know if they're both three hundred plus. I think well, Devers, Devers two ninety nine and Xander's uh, three sixty nine. So I mean, I'd like to see like those numbers isolated without them too, because for whatever reason, Devers is you know picking up golf balls and and taking them deep. Uh, and it always feels every single Xander at bat of his entire career has started O two. Uh, yeah, he I, loves going O two. He just loves it. I don't know. It's like you it's can just miss thing. the first two pitches. It's like oh, he'll go O two and then I'll tune in. Uh, I know. But yeah, I mean, it seems to work for them somehow. It no, seems I to know. Work for them. But I mean, that's that's the thing. It's you look around at other teams in the majors, and I'm mm. not talking the Blue Jays. I'm not talking the Yankees. I'm not talking. Um, the way the Mets are going right now, looking at the teams that need those two stars to advertise on the banners and on the tickets and on the website. And right now, the Red Sox are that team. Right now, the Red Sox are the, we got Xander, we got Devers, we got JD. That's it. No one else is performing in the lineup. And, I mean, I, I think uh, Verdugo's gotten screwed. I Honestly, for... The dead balls are just killing him because, like, yeah. I, I feel like in a normal situation, he's already got like five homers. But um, outside of that, it's just the, no production at all. And I, I, we got a DM mm-hmm. about Kike hitting a bunch of foul ball homers. They're foul balls, all right. Yeah. Like, I, I know we keep mentioning, oh, if he straightens them out, but they're foul. Like, I, I can't be getting all riled up about a ball that's like way foul yeah. and quote unquote would have been gone. Like, it's 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 not. That says it's a, a lot more ball. than like he just needs to straighten out. Like, it says it's. <laughs> a product of his timing in his eye, and his, it's a whole mess of things. It, this, it, but it's more than just oh, if he if he straightens it, out. dude. You like, know what? You know what pissed me off today? Yeah. Uh, the broadcast started talking about bringing up Tristan Cassis while showing Franchi and Bob and talking about Shaw, and it was like, what? Like, I understand. I understand things are slow right now. I understand first base is a little thin, but to be acting Very like thin. oh, that's the problem. Once we get that guy here, it's over. Everything's okay. It's like, well, I think they alluded. Bob, I, I think they alluded to that 
and I, OB said it. He's like, that's not necessarily going to solve the issue. Like, who's to say that Cassis doesn't come up and hit 200 just like Bob? Or like, yeah, you want a guy to make his major league debut? That'll fix the team? Are you kidding me? And you want to put that on his shoulders? You want that guy to come up and just have that well, on I don't think they talked about it in that regard. I don't think they talked about it like it that, felt, did they? It felt like they were saying, like, it, it just felt like they were like, hey, man, maybe it's time to get him up here. It's yeah. Like, do we do we need to be doing this? Do we need to be playing the like oh, once Bob's out of here game? Like I don't I don't need that. Please. No, I know. Spare me. I, no, I, I hear you. I, well, it's it's hard for me to be against you know the discussion when the Red Sox have easily the worst first base production offensively in all of baseball. Right. Like no, no that. that it, I'm just saying, if you have that and you have a top twenty MLB prospect that plays first base, that's hitting bombs and triple A, I think it's an easy equation that that discussion's going to come up. I understand his average is low, but um, I mean, he's a, Cassis is a guy that you know has good plate discipline, which this team doesn't have. He has pop, which this team has not shown. So I get it from that standpoint, but no, I, I think he's. I trust Spear with this stuff, and he was saying mm-hmm. don't expect Cassis until like late July or, or or late June, early July. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll we'll slow down on the on the Cassis train here. Yeah, and it, like you're saying, he's got a lot of pop. He's a guy with power, a guy who doesn't hit for average. He hits he hits bombs, and yeah, the balls right now, Steve. I don't know if you've heard this. The balls Big right hit. now, not really. We've got we've got stinky balls. If you remember from last yeah. week, uh, yep. they are not exactly conducive to home runs right now. So bringing him up and letting him fly out for the first three weeks of his major league career, I just don't think is going to uh, do much for his confidence. And maybe maybe we'll have real balls by the time that comes around. But I just I just didn't like the air in which it was being talked about. It just kind of felt like, oh, like that, that'll that turn things around. It's like, dude, you have Kike Hernandez and, and Trevor Story and a few other guys who are just straight up underperforming. Not like it's... Bob's young, man. Frenchie is... A minor leaguer who's seen some major league time. Bob's, like, Bob's young-ish. The, he's Bob. young-ish. He's young-ish. He's 24. 25? I think he's 27. I think he might be. No way is he 27. I think he's 26, actually. I think we're the same. Bobby Dalbeck's 26. He's turning 27 in June. Yeah, it's not that so I, I don't know. The, I, he's, and I, again, he's baseball young. <laughs> ish. I mean, yeah, it's we're not, Bobby Dalbeck guys. Don't, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. We want Bob to do well, but... If if I'm Bobby, I'm I'm sweating it out right now. You know, you, you just called Franchi Cordero up, who's like the all-time four A player that's now taking your spot and starting games in Baltimore over you. Like mm. that, that's a wake up call. I, I don't know how much more pressure he could feel than that. Plus, all the people talking about how Cassis should be coming up. Like that's that's pressure you got to deal with, and and he's got to perform. I mean, there's there's no getting around it. It's been. It's been tough to watch. A lot of swings and misses. The whiff rate is super high, and it's just a lot of big ABs find them too. There's a lot of times you got the the wrispies out there, the, the runners and scoring. But you got yeah. he's got a lot of wrispy situations, and they end up in the head down and strike three, and you know the Orioles move on to the next thing. So um, we've talked. I about mean, it, real man. quick, everyone's rooting for him. Everyone's rooting for him. We love Bob. We're it's the pro Bob show. But, you know, we, we need something. Uh, just real quick recap of the first couple games here. Red Sox obviously win game one, even though that was a grind and a half. They score three runs in the second inning, and that is it, which this team loves doing. They love scoring all their runs in the game and one inning, typically early and typically a low amount of runs. And that happened again in game one. 
Tanner Hell comes in. I thought Rich Hill got pulled a little early. I understand that uh, it was funny seeing Cora after the game saying, like, I, I haven't had someone look at me like that in a long time. Mm-hmm. That was kind of challenging him for staying in. I mean, Rich Hill's been there, done that. He's he's 42. So, if anything, you know, I, I feel like he is Cora's age. <laughs> like, I feel yeah. like they're they're the same age. So, it's I, I get it from that standpoint of, like, come on, man. I had, you know, I had a no-hitter going. And the second I give up a dinky single, you're going to pull me. So I, I didn't love that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't understand why going back to that game in Tampa, uh, the Sunday game, I don't know why Rich Hill didn't or Tanner Houck didn't come in after Rich Hill in that game. That didn't make any sense to me. I, it was to have him piggyback in Baltimore, I think, did make sense. But then not to mm-hmm. do it when he was going to have those Toronto games off was a little weird. I mean, it's in the past. But still, that didn't make much sense to me. How comes in. He uh, three innings pitched, two hits, no runs, four Ks. He how many walks did he have? He walked a good handful of dudes. Um, he walked three guys in three innings. T- Tanner's got to figure out the walk situation. His control mm-hmm. is a little bit nuts, and a lot of times he's walking guys low in the lineup too. It's not like these are the big boppers. All those big boppers that the Orioles have. Yeah. So yeah. that was uh, that was tough. I mean, Rich Hill was throwing a lot of strikes. Tanner gets out of tough situations as he always does. That's mm-hmm. he puts himself in tough situations. Normally gets out of them. At that point in the last eight, uh, last nine games, Joey, Red Sox starters had a 1.90 ERA and an opponent batting average of 184. It's not the starters. Starters are doing their job, and this is a rotation that doesn't have Chris Sale or really much depth at all, and they haven't been to blame. No, not at all. I, I hate the the talk about pitching. Even the, even the talk about the bullpen. Man, it's. I understand it, there's bad optics, you know, when the bullpen is coming in, i.e., today coming in, giving up, uh, you know, six runs in an inning or what have you. But you can't be upset with the pitching at all, in my mind, when you're averaging what one point four runs a game across the season so far. Yeah, it's bad. Just well, also, g- like you got to factor in the stress on these bullpen innings. Like, these are all, like, you're either up one, down two. Like, these are all tight. It's not like you're having guys come in with a little cushion. Like, they all have to pitch in situations where the second a guy gets on, it's like, you know, I'm a little nervous here. Mm -hmm. Now all the pitches matter a little more. So that's a huge factor, too. Pitching-wise, I'm not really – yeah, I I can't be dishing out a bunch of blame when the offense just straight up stinks. it's, It's embarrassing that they're playing at this level right now. We, I don't want to keep – I am so ready to be done with, like, oh, the Sox bats are going to heat up. Like, at what point is this going to happen? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's May now. They're coming back home. It's finally going to warm up a little bit. But, like, banking on the weather warming up seems like a cheap out. Like, it's mm-hmm. – no, the offense is stunk. You got to pick it up. Joey, real quick, I, I do want to say with that game one, Joey had a tweet mm-hmm. uh, that I, I don't – I forget what it said word for word. But you – we're very upset in this series about the amount of times the dimensions of the left field oh ball. Oh my god, dude! Jesus, <laughs> give it a rest. Well, I it guess my, my today, only, too. my only, my only bone to pick, Joey, mm-hmm. is that you. I think you tweeted about it like five minutes into the game. Like this is the first game the Red Sox have played at Baltimore <laughs> with the new wall dimensions. You're like enough well, already. No, it was how long they talked about it. Because like okay. it was that they talked about it. They showed it. They went down to Jemai about it. They came back up, talked about it, showed a graphic. And then the graphic was pretty cool it with was the like, green and stuff. It was nice. I've seen the graphic, okay? <laughs> they moved the fence in the offseason. Pretty good. I've seen it. It was like it was like cool. 
it was just like a, a nice minute too long. Chart. I think it was like seven minutes. And I was like, all right, fellas, we get it. And then like the f- the first inning, uh, you know, ball made its way over there. And like, it's a home run in the old Camden Yards. Yeah, they moved the wall back. Yeah, changed yep. the dimension. Also raised it up about five, five and a half feet. It's only so many things to talk about at Camden Yards. I, I think Camden's great, but I'm saying in a Sox-Orioles series, you, you're telling me I'm broadcasting that game and I can talk about different wall dimensions this year? I'm talking about it. Bro, just I'm talk, about, that up. talk about the weather, dude. I don't care. I mean, I talk about, about anything. Get Tony Maz uh, an inhaler, please, so he can catch his breath, and then just talk about the weather outside or something. Like, there's so many people that that, that don't like Tony Maz. Oh, there's, there's a long... <laughs> uh, uh, I just, I don't, Tony Maz is a great baseball mind. I will say that. Absolutely. No doubt about that. It's just, he's, you know, you can't solidify yourself as a villain. You know, Darth yeah. Vader can't have a talk show. You know, if... if you Darth know, Vader turn, calling these games would be nuts. You had OB and Vader. That'd be crazy. I think James Earl Jones uh, has since passed. But is it, am I wrong? Is I think he, I'm wrong. I think he's. I think he's alive. I think he's like 98 years old. I don't think he's dead. He's 91. Yeah, big Holy time cow. alive. Wow. Wow. Getting the nine. This guy was That's born around the the Great Depression. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like you can't be the leader of the evil empire and then be like. It's, you know, the late show with Darth Vader. And that's what it feels like. It feels like he's solidified himself as a villain and then is showing up here and he's like, I'm on the broadcast now. I'm going to talk about, oh, you almost I, got I to that fly ball. It. I think he acknowledged it well on uh, on their show there on 98.5 when they when they initially announced it. I think he was like, I mean, this is a little nuts, you know, that they let me do this. I've, I've been dunking on this team for 20 years. Like, I, yeah. I, I think he gets how crazy it is that he's actually calling the games, but I, I don't mind Tony Maz. He knows ball. Like he, he gets the game. So it, it is what it is. But, um, but yeah, it's I think whatever. one thing, Joey, that kind of killed me and I knew this was going to happen. There's a lot of people on Twitter that are just so predictable and just your typical reply people. And mm. I like replying. I mean, I, I love replying <laughs> to stats every, every game. I love replying to stats. Uh, if BR tweets out some stupid stuff now that it don't work there anymore. I can just reply. This is dumb. I, I like replying. It's good. Mm-hmm. But I tweeted out something to the degree of like JBJ gives me slight Andrew Jones vibes with how he fields in the outfield mm-hmm. and his approach and his just calm demeanor. Like, ah, oh, this is easy. I got this. Hey, did anybody sure enough, in your replies talk about batting one, average? It, it only takes one dink mm-hmm. to be like, I get that you said slight, but Andrew Jones is like the greatest fielder in the history of Earth. So what a prop- You literally just called yourself out in the beginning of the reply. I get the... I said slight. What, if you can't say someone gives you like 2% vibes of a legend, then just get out of my face is what I'm trying to say, Joey. Yeah. Like it's not... I said slight intentionally so it wouldn't get that reply. And yeah. sure enough, some dinkus with, you know, the... I the, the human icon is the profile picture mm-hmm. and and like two followers is like Andrew Jones is the shut the hell up. Yeah, uh it's Gripe of the week. there it is. It's reminiscent of the NFL draft where they'll have, you know, comparables. You know, you yeah. draft a guy in the third round and they're like he's just like Tyreek Hill. And it's <laughs> like I don't know if he is Tom Brady. I don't know if he is though, you know? <laughs> I don't know if this <laughs> fifth round edge rusher is uh is JJ Watt. Um, but yeah, no, I, I know what you're, I know what you're saying too, but 
it's nice. Red Sox Twitter, for the most part, I'll say this because I have, I have a, a more niche following than you, Steve. I have a smaller following. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like 99% of the time, I'm seeing that people are in on the on the joke, you know? Like, oh, more, mostly, yes. Yeah. Mostly, yes. I appreciate yes. that quite a bit. Like when I was tweeting about the dimensions, people were like, oh, did they? Did they move it? Because yeah. I was I was ready for people to just chime in and be like, how did you not know that? Or whatever, you know, just like yeah. not being in on the bit. Uh, I think it's a game of numbers, man. You start to throw out tweets to 45,000 people, you're going to run into some dinky dudes who are like, hey, bozo. No, I know. I, I think it's the thing that kills me with some of the replies are like people that follow me. Like if, mm. if you have followed my Twitter for a week, you understand mm. it's pretty light. Like I'm not... It's it's nothing crazy. It's mm-hmm. mostly sarcasm, and I'm not like. Do, and then if I'm talking about the team, it's like we're it's like you and I, Joey. We're just talking about the team. We're just talking chatting it up. Team. It's not it's not that serious. The fact that you would take JBJ has slight Andrew Jones vibes in the outfield is like blah blah blah, blah as the reply. Just what was it? Get out of my face. Blah 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 blah. Uh, that's what I thought you said. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Game two, Red Sox fall two to one. That was extremely frustrating. Do you want to not Nathan talk about Avaldi. this one? I'm going to go faster this one. Nathan Avaldi <laughs> was incredible. Love Nate. Bring him back. We're going to get that going. Bring Nate Avaldi back campaign. Um, dude, he's got ace capabilities. He's got ace qualities. If it walks like an ace, talks like an ace, it's an ace. Nathan Avaldi is the ace of this team. And the Sox just couldn't get anything going at all. First inning run, that was it. How, how terrible against the Orioles, man. So Sawamora. Sawamora. What what are we doing? What like what was that? Throwing the ball into left field. That was like pitchers and throwing the ball to bases is just always awkward. It it's makes never no sense. smooth. It, it's it, like you throw for a living. I understand the speed thing, but like, is it that hard to lob a ball to a base? What are we doing? Like does Jeff Gordon get home from NASCAR and like he's unable to drive to the grocery store? You know, the guy's going 150 <laughs> yeah. miles an hour down the street. Yeah, he's like sitting at a red light, just like sweating. Like, <laughs> oh god, how like, do I not floor this when this <laughs> thing goes? Crazy? Oh my god, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like, like, dude, just toss it, just toss it. You know, he had all the time in the world, and then you get a double play there. I mean, let's let's let's. Again, the theme of this show is that the offense stinks and it needs to pick it up. So, again, I, I don't want to get all upset right. at the and, pitchers and here. And is in a save situation or a, you know, I don't know. Is that a, a hold, whatever, a, a whatever, hold, a yeah. force, more extra situation, yeah. um, FME situation. But it, it was just, if you get that out, then a grounder, double play, or onto the 11th. But Red Sox are 0-4 in extra inning uh, situations. Big part of that, Joey, is they don't score with the guy on second. Happened in Yankee Stadium. Happened in, in uh, well, not in Tampa. They actually did score because Bob got the first hit of the game. Right, right. But happens here in Baltimore. And it's just brutal. I mean, I, I know it's easy to say, oh, well, if you – if they, <laughs> I, I think I do this too, so I'm a mega hypocrite with what I'm about to say. But if they just won all those games, then, you know, team would be, what, 13 and 11 it's, or 13 and 10. It's like, yeah, but, but they yeah. lost all the games. <laughs> But the thing is, you're not wrong because it's what you're basically saying is like, if this team hit an average amount, you know, then driving in a man on second wouldn't be an impossible task, and that yeah. and these games that go to extras wouldn't just be over the second uh, that they start or that they get one the thing I saw, Joey. 
mm. from at MLB random stats. Uh-huh. The Red Sox became the first team to get walked off on by every other team in their division in a single month since the Cubs in May of 2012. You know what happened in May of 2012? Huh. Let me think of what was what was going on in May of 2012. Is there? Do you have like a list of things or you just got one thing? That's when I graduated college. <laughs> it's been a long uh, time. So basically my whole that, adult not, life. I wouldn't have guessed that. My whole adult life, this has not happened until now that a team got walked off on in the same month by every team in their division. It And it feels like it. I kind of like that that happened because it feels like that. Like, I, I like when the stats, like, back up how you feel. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it feels like all these games are super tight and a lot of them mm-hmm. are super obnoxious and the results super suck. And that's exactly uh, what's going on. And we already we really talked about game three, but one thing that Red Sox stats I love when stats just like tweets out an image or a video with no caption. I know exactly what he's doing. It's very mm-hmm. much like a you know I don't need to say anything here. Mm-hmm. And there was one this doesn't necessarily fall into that category, but there was one that he he tweeted out today where it was uh Garrett Whitlock had eye black on. I don't know why it was <laughs> I, <laughs> Yeah, that was great. I don't know why it was uh. so funny to me, but I'm like, dude, like what if what if we just what if Whitlock just becomes our Otani and and we just have him in the lineup? You can't tell me it would get worse than the bottom of this lineup. Garrett Whitlock, plop him right there in that like eight spot mm-hmm. and just see what happens. He had a rope in Atlanta last year. The guy is like the greatest baseball player ever. He has the lowest ERA ever. <laughs> like, you're telling me he can't slap together some hits, Joey? Yeah, I mean Shohei can do it. You know? He can throw the and ball. Shohei in looks the, like can he do it? Flicking the. the they have identical you, you bodies. T- Garrett Whitlock yep. and Shohei Otani. Identical backgrounds and upbringings and training throughout their life. Hundred percent. Why not? And Whitlock is way better at pitching than Shohei. And Whitlock has so that I bet one he's hit. better at hitting. So exactly. Make it happen, Alex. Uh, yeah. So AC, this is this is our this is our uh, our call out to you. This is our plead. Put Garrett Whitlock in this Red Sox lineup, and great things will happen. Thoughts? Yeah, I'm for it. I'm I'm down for I'm down for whatever, man. I mean, my <laughs> my notes here. Are, uh, the only other things I have are the grass was really green there in Baltimore, and Kevin Ploiecki th- pitched a little bit. That was funny. Dude, that, I love that he was holding I love that he was holding his hand out so the ump could check for sticky stuff yeah, after he had yeah. a scoreless inning. Pawecki's <laughs> awesome. We gotta get him on here. Weck Dog's a cool dude yeah. and uh hopefully we have him on soon. Yeah. Um, I mean that's those are the most positive takeaways we can possibly take away. That was fun watching plow pitch. Goodness gracious, that grass was green. Uh yeah. Couple other things here uh before we Move ahead, move on, look forward towards two of the greatest players ever coming to Fenway. Uh, Derek Holland opted out of his minor league deal with the Red Sox after having a 6.35 ERA with the Woo Sox. Thank God he took number 22 from Garrett Whitlock when he came here. That's all I got to say about that. Are you going to? My goodness. You're going to get into a Twitter feud with him again before this year's. I up. just I don't. Derek Holland's a goofy dude. I didn't like his goofy. reply. To you. I can. I like that we can say this now. I didn't like the energy that he came with. He's like, yo, I didn't even like know that. It's like, uh, okay. Well, it, well then well, now know you it. do. No. Yeah. It. Now you know it. Maybe don't take the number of the best pitcher on the team. Like, when what, you're going to get what? optioned May 1st, like bye bye. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's one thing if like if like Clayton Kershaw is coming to Boston or like there's a, a guy yeah. that's really been there, done that, and really had like a great career. Mm. Derek Holland. Come on. Like I, I feel like Paige will talk about Kareem Garcia. Like, who are you, Derek Holland, <laughs> to come in here? And take Garrett Whitlock's number. Whitlock should change like right now to twenty two. Mm-hmm. Like he, he should switch. I know he's been great this year, so you don't want to mess with anything. But right, right, right. right. Um, I was say, maybe it would be funny if he just like, didn't tell anybody and just came out his next game with next start with twenty two on. That come, would actually be pretty funny. You know, it'd be really cool. Is he comes out with the seventy two and he goes to start his first pitch and he takes the buck just so he can like, yeah. throw down the ball, throw down his glove, split and rip the, the jersey, split open. the seams, rip the jersey at the buttons, twenty two underneath. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh yep. I think that's all. That would be cool. I think that's all, man. Um yeah. that would be cool. I'd be down for that. Red Sox dropped 2 out of 3. This is a common theme by the way. I know we looked at it before we went uh live here, but Red Sox have won the first game of 3 of the last 4 series. They have lost the last 2 games of those 3 of the last 4 series. And Joey, we are 0 and 5. The Red Sox are 0-5 mm-hmm. in our last five recording days. And it's tough, man. It just brings tough energy. I think you and I are naturally positive individuals with this team, but it's not easy when you lose to the Orioles. And when we went into the series being like, okay, if the bats don't get going here, then it's a problem. And and, and JD's Grand Slam aside, because the game was over, you basically scored three that. runs in game one, one run in game two, and one run in Game 3, basically. Yeah. You basically scored five total runs in a series against the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. So this was going to be my closing thought, but it's way too relevant now to not say it. Uh, yeah. This right now is the is the turning point one way or the other. This is the fork in the road. You just lost a series to the Baltimore Orioles. You are now, I think you have the same record as the Baltimore Orioles. You might be one game above them. This was yeah, they're, they're like to, a half game ahead of the O's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, obviously, I know it's May 1st. I, don't, I hate the standings talk. Like, oh, you're talking about the standings in, in, in May 1st? Well, yes, yeah. I'm talking about how many games they've won and how many games they've lost. It's a pretty good indicator of that's how the good point, the team is That's the point doing. of playing the games. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> yeah. way to tell if they're good or bad if they win or have lost the games that they have played. Yeah. Anyway, this division was supposed to be a battle among four teams. You are off to a start that is making it look like it's a battle among three teams. You like that. This is not just a slow start anymore. It's a full month in. You're into May. Now it's just playing bad. It's not a, a bad start. Uh, oh, they got to pick it. It's now you're just playing bad from here on out. If it, if it continues to happen, you know what I mean. If you come out and you and you you lose another two three series, it's tough to like not be making the comparisons to 2019 when everybody had these high expectations and you come out and. And, and they're not looking great. I know we've got a couple DMs that are referencing 2019. You told me yeah, today. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sit. We'll sit on that. We'll sit on the fact you're about to say. We'll sit. Okay, on we'll it. sit on just it. Just to save it for the DM. Yeah. Just save it yeah. for the DM. But yeah. what I'm saying is, this is the moment you got. You got to decide if you're going to be in that conversation. If you're going to be there. If you're going to be, you know, the the a, a team that's in that in the conversation, or if you want to just you know. Continue this for another five months, which I would say not the take option the to take. <laughs> the Red Sox in five series against ALE's teams are 0-5 Woo! in those series. They are hitting 216 in 16 games against the AL East. It's just it's all bad, man. I mean, there's no there's no getting around it. Like this has been a miserable start. They know it, but it's it's 
time to go. <laughs> like this it's time is, to go. it was it was time to go by like the Rays series, and, and now you know we're looking at the Angels here at Fenway. Hey, at least the road. <laughs> The road switch. The road switch. Why did I just call it the road switch? I don't what know. Does that even what were you mean? trying to say? Road trip? <laughs> yeah, and switch came out. I don't. I don't the know road what that switch? was all about. At least the road switch is over. That's yeah. <laughs> At least they get to go and face Shohei Otani. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and sounds Mike good, Trump. man. I think cool. I mean, the tough part in closing here before we preview the Sox Angel series. I think this is as bad as it's going to get this season for the Sox. I Slash feel that I way hope. too for some reason. I do, I do. I, I still believe that, and I don't want to, because I'm just setting myself up to get hurt. But I really do believe that that things turn around. I don't know if it's instantly. It might be a. I don't know. Who knows? I still have hope, though. I, I genuinely do. I do as well. Coming up next, Joey, we have our Red Sox Angels preview. That is after this break. Alrighty, we are back. Red Sox, Angels. Finally, the Sox are back at Fenway Park. Joey with the pitching matchups. Okay, we've got a three-game series back at Fenway Park, folks. Game one is going to be not Shohei Otani. It's going to be Noah Syndergaard versus Michael Waka. Noah missed his last start against the White Sox due to illness, but he is in the top 10% of the league in expected slugging percentage, weighted on base average, and Steve's favorite, ex-Wobacon. Michael Waka is a former NLCS great. He's rocking a 177 ERA and a .93 whip. That DM DM was so good. (laughs) That was awesome. Former NLCS great. I love that. Yeah, we might have to make make a t-shirt for that. Might have to. Game two. Check this matchup out, Steve. Garrett Whitlock versus Shohei Otani. Wow. wow. What a Greatest matchup. Greatest pitcher ever versus some guy for the Angels. Boom. Shohei is near Roasted. the top. <laughs> gotcha, dude. Shohei is near the top of the league in strikeout percentage at 37.5%. That's uh, that's very good. He throws a four-seamer, a slider, splitter, and a curve in that order. He also has a cutter, but he like never throws it. Uh, they are all very good. Uh, and fun fact, Shohei Otani is the widest person ever. Game three is a Cinco de Mayo celebration with none other than Rich Hill versus TBD. When I think Cinco de Mayo, I think Rich Hill. I can see I can see Rich Hill getting really into Cinco de Mayo. I can see him throwing down some tequila. Yeah, I, a sombrero at the at the cookout. I can see it. Yes. Uh, after a very impressive the, one, Rich hit, Hill definitely makes the burn. He definitely is flipping the burgers. There's oh yeah, no I, doubt. He has an apron. He definitely has an apron. He's got know? an apron. He might even be smoking a cig. He kind of looks wow. like he's he smokes cigs. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> I'd love to, oh, the smoke on the mound. That'd be so badass. All right. After a very impressive one-hit performance last week, Hill takes the bump at Fenway for the first time since Marathon Monday. He comes in with a 3.71 ERA and a 1.29 WHIP, which is eerily similar to his career numbers which is a 3.8 ERA and a 122 whip he is doing awesome this year and it's also just how he has always been he is Mr. Consistency that's what they call him they also call him Dick Mountain uh, and he is facing a TBD I did not see who the uh, projected uh, pitcher in their rotation would be I don't know the Angels rotation off the top of my head so 
So that'll do That's it. That's your pitching matchup, Steve. Hell yeah. Pitching matchups. Love it. Uh, weather update for Red Sox Angels Tuesday. Tuesday night. Chance of showers, but probably won't impact the game. Looks like it's going to be mainly after 2 a.m. So unless the game goes to 3 a.m., I think they're good. Mostly cloudy. A low around 44 degrees and a low percentage chance of rain. Wednesday night, you got yourself a 7-10 first pitch. Chance of showers before midnight, mostly cloudy with a low around 48 degrees. First couple games are going to be pretty cool. I would definitely bring a jacket. Uh, 40% chance of rain. So watch out. watch out for rain on Wednesday. But Thursday, Joey, Cinco de Mayo, looking good. It's an afternoon game, 135 Zero percent chance of rain, and it's going to be a high near 65 degrees. Ooh. Thursday is going to be a good old day at the ball yard. There's mm. a chance I just go to all of these. Maybe not Thursday because of mm. meetings and stuff, but like might go to all of these. We'll see. Yeah, I was, I was debating it too. I wanted to go for the Shohei starts. I made plans to go Tuesday, but then I got pushed mm. back to Wednesday. So now I might have to go to both of those. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll see you there, maybe. I, th- I thought there was something we'll else there. Like, uh, whatever. And who cares? Who cares about <laughs> what my plans are? That's my business. I'll sort it out. I'll sort it out, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't get not uh, your business. Series predictions. I just kind of have a kind of have a fun fact here. It's not really that fun at all. The Red Sox are zero and three on Mondays. So thank goodness <gasps> Monday's an off day. Yay. They're two and one on Tuesdays. All right, so that first game, Yay. make it three and one, right? Good vibes. Just right? win, yeah. Just win Tuesday, baby. Win just Tuesday's win, yeah, a winning day. We, we got a just win Tuesday coming up. I can't <laughs> wait. A JWT. A, a time to time to win Tuesday. Is that a, just win Tuesday? I'm fine with just I think win that Tuesday. Works. There's the shirt. Just win Tuesday. Hashtag just win Tuesday. Uh, I like that. I like that. So that's that's what's going on on Tuesday. Just went Tuesday. Uh, my two predictions for this series: Xander Bogarts is going to have one of those majestic homers where like he has the long follow through and watches it and does his little circle around and uh, nice little trot of the bases. And I got the Red Sox starters having no losses in this series, no L's for Sox starters. What are your predictions, Joey? I think the Garrett Whitlock Shohei Otani Wednesday game, weather permitting is going to be a classic. I think it's going to be a pitcher's duel. I think it's going to be uh, like they, they might both go the distance. I can see them like both going. I don't, I don't know. I have Whitlock, actually. That's stupid. I'm making this up on the spot. I can see it both <laughs> being really good performances there. Um, I also... Yeah. I'm going to say a big, a big hit from Arroyo... Or Bob. I knew you were going to say Arroyo. It's always yeah. Arroyo. It's a, well, because I have the season-long prediction that he's going to have multiple walk-offs. I'm not saying a walk-off. Okay. What I'm saying is clutch moment from Arroyo or Bob. Mark or it Bob. down. Okay. Arroyo okay. or Bob. If Bob has a clutch moment at the plate in this series, I will get you a snack of your choice. I hate that you're saying that because that, that's saying that it's improbable. I don't like that. Hey, we'll see. It's Bob. We'll see, man. It's Bob. Big series coming up here. You bringing your camera? Sure, if you want. If you if you want, you want to take some pictures. I, th- I think I think they'd be great shots, man. I, I mean, I we're talking about. I see. I I a lot of times I'll go to games in the moment and be like, I should document a lot of this because I'm going to look back on this in 20 years and be like, we were at at a game that had Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and Xander Bogats mm-hmm. and, and all these guys. Like that's yeah. that's a big deal. 
So yeah, I, I think we document the hell out of it, get some good content for the ITM pages get and all that autographs. good stuff. Come get the, yeah, and then just lose the Denchilada. Coming up next, slide in the DM and our closing thoughts. We got some good DMs, Joey. People are a little worried in Red Sox Nation. That is next. Alrighty, folks, we are back. It is slide in the DM time. Still wait. We got to find a sponsor for this for for slide in the DM. Uh, well, we'll I got to do the. I got to do the. Yeah, it's still my least favorite thing. I think we can easily find a slide noise that would be though. cool. Yeah, I'm not going to do and it. And you're just not going to do it for some no. reason. This comes in from Corey. Hey, Corey. Multiple people said this, by the way. Mm-hmm. To get the Red Sox going again, Cora has to shave the beard. A lot of people want Cora to shave the beard. Your thoughts? I don't know if I'm against it. I thought I would be, but I've been sitting on it now for about seven seconds, and I don't mm. hate it. I, I'm, initially, I was like, you can't do that, but maybe maybe you do. Maybe you really need to change things up. You know. Also, let's be honest. When it starts getting warmer out, you don't really want a beard. That's like a tough one. I know the 2013 yeah. Sox, that was their whole thing, but it was funny. It's funny to me, I got to say. It's funny to me when OB had pointed out, I think on the Friday broadcast, he was like, fun fact, actually, not a lot of people know this. On the inside of the 2013 rings, they had beards in there. Yeah. I think like most Red Sox fans knew that. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure. But for the ones that didn't, I guess they learned that on Friday. This comes in from Justin. Hi, Justin. Hi, Steve and Joey. Love the show. Since we're dealing with crappy Aprils, what's the best sock seasons that started off really badly? Conversely, what seasons were truly over after <laughs> April? Justin, I did a little bit of research. Did a little bit of research here. And Joey, here are Joey and Justin. Here are the Red Sox records through 23 games, which is where they're at now. They're 9 and 14. Here are the Red Sox records through 23 games. In their four World Series champion years of our lifetime. Mm-hmm. 2004, the Red Sox were 15 and 8 after 23. That's good. 2007, Sox were 15 and 8 after 23. 2013, Sox were 16 and 7 after 23 games. 2018, this actually surprised me because I think they were actually coming off a losing streak here because they were so, so hot. They were 18 and 5 uh, in 2018 after 23 games. And in 2021, last year, obviously they don't win at all, but successful season in the end all things considered they were 14 and 9 the exact opposite of this last season for some of the bad years not necessarily all bad years but these are ones that i did that were the year after they won the world series joey 2005 the Sox started 12 and 11 2014 which a lot of people are drawing comps to the 2014 season with this team 10 and 13, so very similar record. Mm-hmm. 2008, the Sox were 15 and 8. That was one of the best Sox teams of my lifetime and doesn't really get talked about at all. 2019, I know you would mention this, the comps from this team to that team. The 2019 Red Sox started with the exact same record as this team, 9 and 14. So when I saw that, I was like, well, that sucks because I don't want this to be like the 2019 season. Uh, there is an extra playoff team now mm-hmm. that there wasn't then, so we're gonna factor that in. But uh, 2020 <laughs> well, didn't happen, but they no. were six and 17, but that year didn't count. And yeah, so far this year, once again, nine and 14. So Justin, in the World Series years, they weren't close to this. I'll, I'll <laughs> say that much. They weren't close to nine and 14. Uh, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's not there's not much there to draw from. I, I mean, something that kind of jumped <laughs> I mean, out to me. I mean, there is, and like, it's a very negative thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I more meant there's not much good to draw from there. Right, right. I think it's three of the last four years for the Red Sox, they've started 9-14 and 14 or worse. Uh-huh. Um, which which is just not ideal. So no. thanks, Justin, for that. Thanks, one. Justin. Appreciate it. Yeah, the answer is no. From, when they start hot, they yeah. stay hot, and when they start cold, they stay cold. Thanks for thanks yeah. for your DM. So, but they're gonna mix it up this year. This comes in from Brian. Hi, Brian. I believe this is my boy Brian. What's up, my boy up Brian? Steve's boy Brian. Yeah, my boy B Rose. Uh, he says, "Slide in the DM question: Has Steve cursed Trevor's story into being homerless? The answer is yes." I am why Trevor Story hasn't had a home run and why he only really came close once, that ball in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So not predicting that anymore. I am not going to call any Trevor Story home runs. That is not a thing anymore. I'd love to see him get one just for just for his emotion's sake, for his head's sake. He's getting pissed, man. He's getting exasperated. You can tell. He just- is pissed off. He should be pissed off. I like that he's showing it. I mean, it's... You know, it's okay to be pissed right now. He's hitting, what, 217? Mm-hmm. Had a couple bad strikeouts this weekend, swinging at balls out of yeah. the strike zone, not even close. Um, yeah, just not not the best start for Trevor Story. He'd be the first to tell you that. But it's going to get warmer, Joey. I heard that somewhere. This comes in from Josh. If you could make a rotation of all-time Red Sox out of only position players. Oh, yeah. Who, who would make the list? I this like this my one. Kind I'll, of start, question. I'll, I'll give you a little time here. Um all right, I didn't. I didn't prep this one. We're going off the top of the dome here. So a Sox rotation out of position players. I'm gonna have JBJ on there. Wait, do they have to be Red Sox legends? Is that what he means? No, I all mean time I don't know. Oh, all time. I think just means like in all time, <laughs> in all of time. I don't think it means greatest yeah. ever. We're just gonna say any position player and make the rotation out of okay. that. I'll go. I'll go JBJ. I will go. Yoenis Cespedes, <laughs> just because that would look hilarious. Um, who Cespedes would be on the list of like most forgotten that they ever played for the Red Sox. Yeah, uh, of yeah. like a of well, a star. for eleven minutes. Yeah, and he, he had a tough exit there. But um, JBJ Cespedes, um, sheesh. Uh, da, 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 da. This is not as easy as I thought it would be. Jeez, <laughs> uh, I'll put. I'm gonna put Moreland in there because I love watching Mitchie pitch. That was oh, fun. Yeah. I, I want to put a guy that's at least pitched. I'm obviously gonna mm-hmm. put Brock Holt in there. Coming off that interview we just had, Brock throws gas, 31 miles an hour. And lastly, because basically any list I make, I'm gonna have this guy on it. Noma, I'm having Noma on my list just because. Go Noma. Who do you got? Um, I mean, it's kind of dumb to not take Brock, right? I mean, he's a record setter. As yeah, far as record setting pitcher, he's a record setting pitcher uh, whose final appearance was was a scoreless, perf- a perfect performance. He had a perfect outing. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm also gonna go with this the route of like who would look the the strangest on a mound. I think. Big yoked Jose Canseco would be ridiculous looking on a mound. That would be funny. I, I would like to see. And I I love watching like athletes do things that are athletic, but not in their like field of expertise. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> he's like a big yeah. like 
giant, obviously athletic guy, but I think watching him rear up for a pitch would be really awkward. Um, so we're not going to win many games with my rotation, but that... <laughs> I think he'd, like, rip his jersey pitching. Like, I think he'd, like, rip out of it. Like, there's just... That's the kind of motion he's, like, never had to do. Like, a throw the ball yeah. hard. He also wore a very catcher. tight jersey. He wore, like, a skin tight... Yeah. Canseco got the baby gap jersey. Yeah, he was... <laughs> I look back at it. I, I think we were... Were we doing this? I think. We were looking up some posters that we had, and I had a Jose Canseco mm-hmm. Red Sox poster growing up. And he's just mm. like the most ripped person of all time. It, he's got to be the most obvious steroid guy ever. I oh, mean, yeah. I know, I know McGuire's in there, but like, there's some. If you just type, you know, just look up Jose Canseco images. Mm-hmm. These are the fakest arms of all time. Like this is, this guy was on all the juice and the funky juice. Hard F there. The, the like hard, there, there the was hard the hard juice. The hard funky. The early juice. juice was weird. It made you look strange. Like it didn't like sneak the muscles in. They were very obviously fake. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna round out my rotation with a series of guys that were all playing around the same time. Um, I'm gonna go Darren Lewis. Lewis. Uh, great. I was gonna do Darren Lewis. Hit uh, it to the wrong guy. Hit it to the wrong guy. Uh, Jose Offerman. And okay. uh, you're sticking nineties. I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. And to stay in that same vein and a little nod to ITM. Mo? No, I'm gonna do Darren Bragg. Because Darren Bragg. <laughs> because of what he means to this podcast. He means so much to this show. <laughs> Uh, if you know, you know. We'll we'll leave it at that. And that was go. I, I like that list, Joe. I think we Thank both had you. good lists. Uh, Nate, I think that's going to be the graphic, so you can get going on that one. Uh, <laughs> get to out. it. Nate's been awesome, man. Huge oh, yeah. shout out to Nate. Thanks, Nate. Nate, Nate uh, helps with the graphics, and he's just a great dude. Went yeah, to the worth game a with follow. Him. He he tweets some awesome awesome graphics. He, he's great on the Twitter. Yeah. Shout out Nate. Uh, the last one here comes in from Kale. We're ending on a good note. What up, Kale? Love the pod, fellas, but let's think about this logistically. Okay. <laughs> Logically. I said that wrong. <laughs> Sox just got through spring training. Bats mm-hmm. are going to heat up in May because, well, they can't get any colder than now. And pitching can only continue to get more solid. Glass half full, boys. Regular season starts Tuesday at Fenway. Go Sox. There you go, Kale. Yeah, His guess. name's Kale. That's Sick name. Sick t- name. I met a guy in college <laughs> named Kai. And I was like, Kyle? Okay. And he's like, no, it's Kai. And I wasn't a, wasn't a fan, but I like Kale. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I appreciate the optimism, man. I am there with you, kinda. I just need to see a little bit, and I, I'll be there, too. I think, yeah. hey, it, it helps that your big boppers are bopping, right? JD, yep. gotta stay in the lineup. I know he's hating missing time, but had a big game Sunday. Rafi's going to get cooking and already is hitting 300. Xander's hitting like 800. So your top guys are are doing their thing for the most part. And, you know, you need the stories of the world and the Kikes of the world and just go down the list. You know, the role guys to be holding their own more instead of hitting in the ones. Um, closing thoughts time. Joey, I'll, I'll kick it off here. I want – this is weird. This is kind of like a high thought. I want a stat – for the percentage of barreled balls that are hit on the laces that go out versus the percentage of barreled balls that are hit on the clean part of the ball that go out. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's a measurable statistic. 
We mm-hmm. have Fort Borb Zorp. We got X Wobacon. We got Fabalaba Dupe. We got every <laughs> Jamalama Ding Dongs. We got, got Jamalama Doe. Like, yeah, there's there's all sorts of dumb with a capital D stats. You're telling yeah. me we can't get super slow mo and see if the ball was hit off the laces or if it was hit on the ball. I was just holding the ball. I got a ball at the trop. I'm collecting a baseball at, like every place I go this year. Mm-hmm. And outside of Yankee Stadium, gross. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if the ball goes out. If it's a home run, more often, if you hit it on a clean part of the ball that doesn't have laces, you have to think yes, right? I don't know. Is it even possible? Is it even possible to connect in a spot where like you wouldn't get any laces? I would imagine that uh, a, the barrel of a bat is going to be... All right, let we're doing a, Look, some really I got scientific... My move on, I got my Move on baseball. Right, don't this go on Moe's face. Don't go on Moe's face. It's from Burger King in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So... We got a baseball here, right? Yep, I'm seeing it. This is Shea Hillenbrand's bat. Kind of a random connection here, but oh, absolutely <laughs> this is ridiculous! Oh, there is. Yeah, there is. Look. <laughs> You're just banging a bat and a ball together, dude. What are we doing right now? Look at this. Look okay, at this. there's certainly enough clean space. You're totally. You can right. absolutely hit the ball on the clean part of the. Of the ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're totally right. And I think I would have to think that ball goes out more than Joey. Look at this. Hitting mm. on the on the laces. This is a great which impression. Is, which of, is rugged and yeah. not smooth. Not See? smooth. Steve. Hit this, that versus the clean part. You, you gotta think it goes further uh, on the clean. Yep. This is like a, a, a great uh bit of like the worst hitting coach of all time. Like telling his players, <laughs> like, just hit it. Where the Dude. laces aren't. Hit it off the laces. Be, Do you see how funny. when they hit? <laughs> In the clubhouse to be like, clean part, hit. hit it goes hit clean. Further. Home run. <laughs> hit laces. No home run. <laughs> I could be you a talking, coach. Yeah, Why are you talking like that? Dude, why? <laughs> no, just no to make it worse. Yeah, like, to what is this guy? Where's dumber. this guy? <laughs> Being a hitting coach is like telling, yeah. dude, hit bombs, dude. Like, just just hit don't strike, don't strike out. Hit a homer. Like, what? So, well, I think that's uh, a, your closing I think, thought. Uh, my my closing thought was that, it, it, that it's time to turn it around. But also uh, that the I don't know if you noticed this, Steve. This is just a little thing that I wrote down from the broadcast. Um, Camden Yards, uh, their left field used to be uh, a little closer. <laughs> last season yeah and this year it started this year actually they moved it back and the wall is higher it's like almost six feet higher in some places so it's not you're not gonna get any cheap home runs in left field at Camden Yards anymore you gotta earn them you gotta earn them uh wait is the wall further back than it used to be yeah so they actually changed the dimensions of the field they pushed it back a little bit the wall is a little higher uh, so you got to really earn those home runs. Hey, let me tell you, if I was if I was a right-handed hitter on the Orioles, I'd be like, "What are you? What are you? What are you trying to do to me here, guys? Come on!" You know. So the wall is also higher than it used to be. Well, yeah, because it's further back too. So they pushed it back, they raised it up, uh, and I, I just I just know if I was a right-handed hitter, I'd be thinking. <laughs> So Joey, let's say let's say hypothetically you're Trey Mancini. You're probably a little pissed, right? I hey, let me tell you, if I was Trey Mancini, I would have marched right into that office and I would say, "What are you trying to do to me? Did you the field dimensions office? 
I would say, did you guys change the dimensions of the field? And they would say, yes, we pushed them back. And they're high. It's higher. As high as Imagine six that's, feet that's higher. That's a job. That's a job in the Orioles organization, field dimensions coordinator. <laughs> and yeah, I'm the FDC for the Orioles. You're the what? All days except one, he's had nothing to do. <laughs> he's had nothing to do. One but day. But, dude, the second, the second the discussion started about the left field wall, his schedule was packed. <laughs> they were like, he had, he had to have a meetings with like the, the warning track guys. Yeah. He had to meet with the wall guys. The wall he had to meet with the, the, the guys measurer. That, yeah, the measure guy. He had to meet with the guy that paints the number distance in feet on the wall. People think it's an Field easy job. Field dimensions coordinator for the Orioles had a busy week people, when they moved it back. People think it's an easy job. Some people even think it's a made-up job. But you know what it's not? But it's not. It's not either of those. It's a hard, real job. Uh, and what's the, what's the guy's name, Steve, who does the, the field dimensions um, coordinator at uh, Oriole Park at Camden Yards? Tellus? I think it's... I think it's Tellus. Is that his first name? Mc- <laughs> yeah, Tellus McFluffer. <laughs> that is, yeah, so we're thinking of the same guy. Yeah, Tellus, yeah. That's such a. <laughs> McFluffers. You, you had no Tell- confidence no, in that. No, there's no S on the back. It's Tellus McFluffer. Tellus McFluffer. He is the Baltimore Orioles field dimensions coordinator and. Anyone out there that keeps on slandering his name enough, this guy works hard. He does. Of course he does. Of course he does. <laughs> that so that, week, yeah, that of, week. Co- <laughs> of course he does. Of course he does. Um, all right. My, my real closing thought here. Yeah. And this is, I, let me know if you can put some dramatic music under this. That would be great. And, you, and hop in if you want to. If you're out on the Red Sox right now, stay out. All right, everyone in the comments, Bloom sucks, this team's garbage, last year was an anomaly, Red Sox are awful, they always have, stay out, out. all right? I don't want to see you coming around in July when the VOD Lemmys are flowing and the times are great at Fenway and the ball's flying onto Lansdowne and the Mass Pike. I don't want to see you there. Stay out if you're out right now. Because it's going to get better, and when it gets better, Joey, we're mm-hmm. going to be cooking. This show's going to be thriving. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're grinding, all right? Mm-hmm. Right now, it's been a grind. Team's tough. They're 9-14. and 14. When it comes back, to, again, late July, late June. I keep saying late July for late June. Late June, July 4th, when we're celebrating our country's independence. <laughs> I don't want to see you there. If you're a bum right now that's like, this team stinks, season's over, yada, yada, bing bong. I don't want to see you at Fenway Park when the times are going to be good slash great this summer. If you can't handle me at my 9 and 14, you don't deserve me at my... uh... In the hunt for a postseason spot. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for not holding me to a number. Yeah, yeah, man, uh, I'm, I'm with you, and I think that there are certainly folks who are going to turn around, or there's, they're going to be naysayers all year. I can see them doing that, too, where, uh, you know, Sox turn it around and like, oh, just wait, just well, wait. They're, well, they're not in first, third, second, blah, blah, blah. But again, if, if you're out break. now, stay out, you know, that you can scout all the third-string wide receivers on the Patriots. Like, Do something else, all mm-hmm. right? You can get into knitting. Do something else. But, I mean, but, still listen to the show. 
Oh, yeah, listen, listen to the show. Honestly, just download it. Just get download the download. It. Yeah, just yeah. subscribe, download, unsubscribe, resubscribe. And then That'd be great. don't go to Fenway because <laughs> yeah. you stink. So anyway, I, I just. Thanks for listening. If you're out, stay out. That's all I got to say. Joey, that'll do it. That was episode 10 yeah. of Inside the Monster. We got some interviews coming up for you guys. We got fun times around the corner. The bats are going to heat up. Mike Trout, Shohei Otani in the building this week at Fenway Park. Slight chance of rain for the first couple, but ooh, that Thursday afternoon game is going to be nice. And we're very close to another AM baseball game on Sunday, which is pretty Can't crazy. Wait. Until next time, I'm Steve Peralt. That's Joey Capone. Go Sox kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Podcast.